Good morning. It is Monday, October 17th, and trending this hour, Uber Eats. For the first time anywhere, Uber Eats will start delivering marijuana in Toronto, where it's legal to buy, use, and possess recreational marijuana. Also trending, oh boy, Rob, this is right up your alley. The Tennessee Titans. The mayor of Nashville, John Cooper, has agreed to a deal with the Titans to build a new $2.2 billion domed stadium. Well, I guess the devil's in the details on how much taxpayer money is going to go into that stadium. I just, I don't, I mean, let's work through this, shall we? Okay, because this is the question that I have asked for years and years and years. Because when they did the, the when multi-billionaire Jim Ursay strong-armed the very weak, clueless Indiana General Assembly, even though the first stadium they built for his family had not been paid off, to build him another new stadium at the tune of whatever it was, $700 billion at the at the, a million at the time, whatever whatever the total was. They sold it to because what happened was when they built that stadium, they raised the food and beverage tax on every county in central Indiana and the devilish way they did it. So one county, I did, I did not intend to get into this, but I think it's important. The one county opted not to be a part of it was Morgan County. So if you go buy a sandwich or a soda in Morgan County, you're going to find it's two cents cheaper than the surrounding donut counties and so what mitch daniels and again this is when we come back to everybody oh my gosh wouldn't it be great if mitch daniels ran again he was so heroic and he was an infallible man and everything he did was wonderful (laughs) bull what mitch daniels did and got the indiana general assembly to go along with it is they went to these donut counties and said if you agree to opt in to our food and beverage tax increase we will allow you to take a second penny so one penny, 1% will go to fund Lucas Oil Stadium, and one penny will go to whatever bullcrap government growth program you want to enact. And the beauty of this is you can just blame it on us and say it was for the stadium, and nobody will ever know you took the second penny for yourself. This is absolutely what happened. Mm-hmm. And so the argument that they sold at the time to suburban communities was, hey, Lucas Oil Stadium is going to be a huge boom for you because Brownsburg people are going to stay at your hotels when they come to the Colts game. Who in the history of ever has gone to a Colts game and said, let me stay at a hotel in Brownsburg? Lucas Oil Stadium has been great for downtown Indianapolis. It ain't done nothing for me in Brownsburg or a person living up in Fishers or Greenwood or whatever. And these people all got tax increases. What do I get out of Lucas Oil Stadium? What what do I get? What does the average person get? An experience at the football game. It, and if you're a Colts fan, God bless you, 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 you should pay for that. I should not be forced to pay for your specific entertainment value, which is the National Football League and a mm-hmm. specific team in the National Football League. These stadiums, all they are are wealth enhancers for already extremely wealthy people and sadly it's called crony capitalism is what it is and we're seeing it more and more it's no different than what what has happened with the chips act that came up several times last night in the Mm -hmm. debate all todd young did and all the democrats did schumer pelosi kamala that went along with him everyone basically but bernie sanders in the democrat party was they gave 
tens of billions of dollars of public money to already multi-billion dollar corporations, and they lied to you and said, well, if we don't do this, China's going to take over the world. Mm -hmm. It's crony capitals. It's the same thing that goes on with the football stadiums, in which a multi-billionaire, Jim Irsay in Indiana, was given money through threat of force of poor and middle-class people every time they go to McDonald's and buy a sandwich. Is that right? Sorry, I didn't mean to get off on that rant, but you knew I would once you I, said I that knew as a topic. You would. It's bullcrap. Another thing that is trending this hour, speaking of NFL, Tom Brady, he went off on his teammates during a sideline rant during the game. The Buccaneers struggled to move the ball all game long Sunday. They ended up losing 20 to 18. It was a road loss. Tom Brady not having a good moment. It is 10 minutes after 10. He's Rob Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels. And let's talk about President Biden. He's getting creepy again. (laughs) He was speaking at the Irvine Valley College on Friday. And after the talk, he freaked out yet another young girl. (laughs) He leaned over was trying to go in for a photo op but then he put his hand on her shoulder and gave her some dating advice there there is a complete lack of self-awareness with this guy and it's like okay everybody probably in their life has done something that they were like "Ooh, that was a terrible look for me and you're probably don't do this again right you're made aware it's a terrible look mm-hmm. whatever and you are then the average person is fully aware going forward if i find myself in a similar position again i will not do whatever i did the first time that made me look so terrible he keeps doing it in terms of the what appears to be unwanted touching or mm-hmm. sniffing or whatever <laughs> of children or women you know whatever and it's just it's like dude yeah well what is wrong with you in march he took it upon himself to give some dating advice to young girls saying that the only thing i want you girls to remember is no serious guys until you're 30 years old and then at the turkey pardoning at the white house you remember he tried poking a little girl (laughs) and now he's doing it again he he. Uh, let's take a listen. He was he was doling out more dating advice to young girls. Now, the very important thing I told my daughter and granddaughters: no serious guys in your thirty. No serious guys in your thirty. She's uncomfortably laughing. You know, no serious guys until you're 30. How does he know she's not gay, by the way? Way to be inclusive, Oh, yeah, Joe. great point. We just had the big lecture on that. Right. He would have got kicked right out of here. Yeah. Joe Biden violated everything we heard at our training last week. Yeah, he did. Uh, my other point on this is it's weird to do it, period, but it's one thing if, like, okay, this is the daughter of a longtime family friend or a granddaughter of a longtime family friend. Someone and, you know well. Yeah, you know, and it's one thing if you're looking at somebody across a room and, you know, hey, you know the saying, no serious guys until you're 30, mm-hmm. ha-ha. He's, like, putting his hands on her. It doesn't seem like she knows him. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is, like, some, you know, a granddaughter or daughter of a longtime friend. It's just some random... It's a photo op. And when you put that on the back of uh, the statement he made about I was 30, she was 12, Mm -hmm. when he pointed that rando in the audience, dude. 
give it a rest. It looked like the Secret Service were trying to stop the recording of it. Like, yeah. Oh, no, here we go again. The video's been viewed almost three million times, by the way. But that's not where it ended. No, he was on a roll. He was eating his ice cream, <laughs> his chocolate chip, waffle cone ice cream, and and telling you how wonderful everything is. The, the economy? Oh, it's doing fantastic. I'm not concerned about the French Nouvelle. I'm concerned about the rest of the world. Does that make sense? So, so two things take away from that. One, he says the economy's strong as hell. We're in a recession. Mm-hmm. And two, it's interesting because I heard Bernie Sanders, and we're going to play some clips from him later on, and I've heard this now from multiple people. Their new talking point is, well, yeah, there's inflation, but it's a worldwide. Worldwide. And, and we're better than pick mm-hmm. whatever country might be higher than us. So, hey, jabroni, you better just shut up and be grateful <laughs> we're not whatever country that we decide to name. So, it's interesting. I've heard multiple people over the weekend say that. So, it's very clear mm-hmm. they got the talking point. Yeah. We're not going to be able to weasel our way out of inflation's real and crushing people. So, we've got to spin it as you're just very lucky you don't live in X, Y, or Z. Right. It may be bad, but it's not as bad. You should be happy as he's licking his ice cream cone. Gas prices are 60% higher today than when he took office. Core prices rose 6.6%, the fastest increase since um, 1982. Um, I'm licking my ice cream cone. It's just awful. But but he has a plan. Yes. So feel good about this. Uh-huh. He has a plan to lower inflation. What's in the Inflation Reduction Act has to do with your ability to be able to get tax credits for buying, if you need a new coffee machine, a new washer, a new refrigerator, you buy an efficient refrigerator, efficient coffee machine, you get a tax credit for it. Coffee machine, Casey. Mm -hmm. All you got to do is spend more money, you can get a tax credit. Casey, now again, I'm but a product of the public school system, so can you tell me on how getting a tax credit for a coffee machine Mm -hmm. is going to reduce inflation <laughs> that must be one heck of a coffee machine i, I mean a, a nice keurig maybe 100 120 dollars right now I, I just i don't understand how me getting seven percent off my coffee machine is going to reduce inflation so his uh economic advisor touted that the inflation reduction act is is gonna it's it's Putin's fault now. That's who we're blaming again sure. for the high cost of food and other things. That's just I can't, Casey. <laughs> but buy your coffee machine and you'll get a discount. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. It was the Indiana Senate debate last night that was televised and during the debate, Todd Young said The plan is quite simple. We need to stop spending trillions of dollars we don't have on things we don't need. Did you about fall off your couch when he said that? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, seriously, did you, when the guy who's added 11 trillion to the national debt Mm -hmm. says we have to stop spending money, 
and adding to the national debt. He was teeing it up for his opponents. Yes. Okay. So, Casey, uh, because we, we I was going to do something different. We were going to do something different. And then we got the most epic hate mail in the history of ever. And it's a Dickens novel here, so I'm going to need some time. But you know the rule. Hate mail goes right to the front of the line. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this woman, we're going to make an example out of her. <laughs> but before we do, yeah. is there anything last night? Let Take away the stupid, meaningless letter next to someone's name. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you, as a new resident, an old resident who is now a new resident again to the state of Indiana, is there anything you heard last night from Todd Young that you said, that person really cares about me and is really going to get to work on my behalf. Mm. I will tell you, there were a few times that I thought that he sounded uh, more intelligent, but that is because of experience. He's been in the position for six years. Right. So he has expert level experience. Right. And if he didn't sound that way, it'd be really bad. Right. But he was drawing on some of his past experience where I know James Siniak doesn't have yet. Okay. So Janice... We're going to read your mail. Mm. And by the way, if you don't want to have your mail read, don't send it because we will make examples out of people that are ridiculous. Let me be as clear as I can, okay? I am a split ticket voter. I'm a Republican in good standing, but I'm a split ticket voter. I don't give two you know what's about red wave, blue wave, purple wave, green wave, whatever. We are doing as well as we are doing on this radio show because tens of thousands of people, we just saw the numbers, tens of thousands of people, not just every day, but every hour, come to this radio show because we tell the truth about what is going on in our society and with our elected officials. I do not care if it's a Republican. I do not care if it's a Democrat. I do not care if it's a Libertarian. We have spent a great deal today blasting the Libertarian because he seemed unprepared and did not rise to the moment. We are sought out and listened to because we are honest about the people who are running. And when you go vote, and my goal is that when everybody goes and votes this fall, whether it's Secretary of State, whether it's U.S. Congress, whether it's U.S. Senate, that they will vote for the person who has earned their vote, not some imaginary fairy tale existence about red waves or whatever else. Because there's nothing the Republican Party has done in the past 20, let's see, 22 years since George W. Bush was elected other than grow government and add to the national debt. So I don't give two craps about whatever team Todd Young professes to be on because the team he professes to be on has let us down time and time and time again with ill-begotten wars, out-of-control spending, growth of government. I am not going to put my head in the sand and go, ha ha, we're one red wave away from everything being better. With that being said, let's read Janice's uh, correspondence and make an example out of Janice. Hey, Kendall. It's so obvious you have it bad for Todd Young. However, you should really tone it down on air. We Republicans do not want to lose a Senate seat because of your antics. Apparently, I'm so powerful, Casey, Mm -hmm. I can single-handedly affect a U.S. Senate race. That's what a lot of people have been saying. If they listen to you... And don't go vote. We could lose the seat. While we all may not be happy with Todd Young, we still need to win the Senate. It's absolutely critical for our country. 
We must have a red wave of voting. So please, stop with the I can't stand Todd Young campaign. In the long run, you're hurting our chances. If you can't stand Todd Young, then I implore you to run against him. Just please stop the on-air negativity with the conservative listeners. Signed, a Red Wave Patriot. Okay. Well, she does bring up a point that you and I have talked about before, and I've asked you this many times. If you don't vote for Todd Young, aren't you, you know, when you go for Seniac, aren't you splitting the ticket? Aren't you giving McDermott a better chance at winning? And in the end, that would be bad. Tom McDermott spent the vast majority of that debate being markedly more conservative than Todd Young. Now... I don't believe the majority of stuff that came out of his mouth. And when it got to abortion, he was a total lunatic. As Do you most recall when he said are. that he was in an all-female ticket? Uh, I did. <laughs> Wait a minute. I, 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 those are th- you trying to tell us something? Think about this, Casey. We are a state of 7 million people plus, And those three were the best that could be offered to us for United States Senate. Seven million people and young McDermott and Cineac, who collectively were like an hour-long Saturday Night Live skit, were the best we had to offer. Janice, listen to me, and I'm going to look into the camera here on YouTube so everyone will know I'm being very serious. I loathe Todd Young with every fiber of my being. I have loathed Todd Young since before Todd Young was a U.S. senator. Todd Young is everything that's wrong with politics and everything that's wrong with government and everything that's wrong with this country. He has no courage. He has no backbone. He is a yes man stooge to Mitch McConnell. On almost every vote, Todd Young goes to Mitch McConnell and says, Daddy, how am I supposed to vote on this one? Todd Young is the problem. The radio broadcaster is not the problem. Todd Young's voting record is the problem. And Janice, Red Wave Patriot, I appreciate you think that I am so powerful that I can single-handedly sway a U.S. Senate race. And many Republicans think I'm going to single-handedly sway a Secretary of State's race. I just tell you the truth. The candidate decides what truth I will tell. And in the case of Todd Young, his truth is, pardon the phrase, deplorable. It's 93 WIBC. Good morning. I'm so sorry you have just reached my answering machine. Good morning. It is 1033 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Our phone number 317-684-8444. We love hearing from you. We love when you get involved. You can also do that on YouTube. Just type in Kendall and Casey WIBC into the YouTube search bar. And you can join the chat room, which uh, tends to be on fire, especially after debate night. So let's get to some voicemails. We love hearing from you. 317-684-8444. Yeah, so we got a couple calls, obviously, about the debate. People that were interested in that. Let's get right to it. I accidentally found myself listening to a Senate debate. One of those three guys talking, he sounded angry all the time. I thought he was going to explode or something. I thought, well, this must be the Libertarian. But then I realized it was the Democrat talking. 
So what's the deal with the Democrats in Indiana when they run statewide? First you had Woody Myers, now this guy. Whenever they have a chance to take some Republican votes, instead they get up there on the stage and they say, let me remind you why you've always voted Republican in the past and why you'll probably do it again this time. Those guys are weird. <laughs> he's, he's right. I mean, there's a, I thought that was a perfect call because McDermott's first 30 minutes, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and I was sitting there watching the debate with my dad and my, my wife, who are, I would say, in terms of like traditional conservative, more conservative, even, you know, than I am. Mm-hmm. And they both agreed. They said he's at, McDermott is absolutely killing Todd Young mm-hmm. in this debate. Like if it were a football game, it would have been 35 to zero at half. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, and this is where these these candidates, they don't know when to take their foot off the gas, right? You don't know when you've won the vote. Like at this point, if you're McDermott, okay, you've won any person you were going to get that is open to voting against Todd Young because of his egregious record on spending and deficits and the role that plays in inflation. Okay, you're the winner here. Or at least maybe you're convincing people not to vote for Todd Young, which is good enough. Mm-hmm. And then he gets in the second half of the thing with the environmental stuff mm-hmm. and the, the thing with abortion. And it, the guy's right, right? I mean, the, I wish every d- Democrat in power in the state of Indiana would hear that guy's phone call. Because when you guys start getting into the on-demand abortion stuff and being, you know, pro-abortion and trying to guise it under women's rights mm-hmm. and freedom and liberty, they're just people who just say, you know what, I hate Todd Young's guts, but I don't want that. And you encourage those people. It's like they flip right back to where they were because they are reminded of how just insane you are on these social issues. Mm-hmm. And they... McDermott just released a new campaign ad and it 100% is talking about abortion and women's rights. And on abortion last night, Todd Young said abortion is a state's issue. James Siniak said other solutions like increased contraception access are more effective. And then McDermott said that he supports Roe v. Wade and the access. All right. So we got another, another call about the debate. All right, it's Drake, Drake for America. I just got done watching the debate, and I'm going to say the following. Oh, here it is. McDum Dum Dermot, he's, well, let's just say he's he. And uh, Siniak, he carried his weight well. But Todd Young, he still has a punchable face. Don't condone violence, just hashtag saying cheerio. Oh, no. I felt like Todd looked like maybe he was a little tired. Yeah. And we're, and it, but is that just because McDermott was so high energy? Well, and it, it worked out perfectly because we're all tired of Todd. So it's finally, <laughs> I'm glad Todd's finally tired of us. Uh, here's the thing about a guy like Todd Young. He would be ridiculously fun to screw with on a stage where, he, for, where for one hour he has nowhere to go. I mean, I wish, I said this last week. <laughs> You could like have you know in in baseball they have the designated hitter mm-hmm. where like, you want to be the designated debater. debater. I mean, I'm convinced by the end of that debate I could have had him throw that podium in my direction <laughs> because I've, I've look the guy became unhinged at a stacks pancake house and started aggressively moving towards mm-hmm. me because I had the audacity to ask him about his spending record. Think if I had an hour. And by the way, real quick, I, I do want to say 
uh, Laura Wilson, the moderator, yeah. who also moderated the Secretary of State debate, mm-hmm. did a great job in both of those. I thought she was very fair. The questions they asked, I thought she was very fair in distributing the time as candidates wanted the time. And so the Indiana Debate Commission, who really does a nice job, once again did a very nice job with the U.S. Senate debate last night, mm-hmm. and, and she, she and they should be committed. The candidates were awful, but that's not their fault. The, the debate commission and, and, and Laura Wilson did a, did a great job. On inflation last night, Todd Young said the country needs to stop spending trillions of dollars we don't have on things we don't need. Siniak said we have to balance the budget so we can get inflation rates down. And McDermott said Young is in part to blame for growing the nation's debt during his time in office. Okay, so last week, remember, we got the call from the guy who wanted me to be nicer mm-hmm. to uh, Republicans. I don't, I don't remember exactly who, but he wanted more niceness right. to say something nice right. some, about them. S- some positive affirmations. And I did my best to do that. <laughs> and we got a caller that also wanted to, uh, to take that opportunity. All right, Rob. Challenge accepted. So Todd Young... Let's see if we could say something good about the guy. He has been great at working with Schumer, Pelosi, and all the other big wigs across the aisle. He has been great at signing legislation that takes my hard-earned money and puts it towards things that really don't need to be going towards. He's great at spending money. He's great at avoiding you. He's great at not answering for his actions. And above all, he's great at being a Marine, maybe? Mm. I don't know. Anyway, love you guys. I'm not voting for him. Anybody else can. He was very nice. At what, I, I'm trying to remember at one point because I, Rob and I were texting last night during, during the debate, and he, he, I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. It was telegraphed from a mile away. But the second he said he was a Marine. Oh, yes. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> Had to of, get to of it. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Uh, Casey, we'll close with this phone call. we got some more we'll get to next hour. Um, somebody did something that, you know, is one of my biggest pet peeves on this program because we give so much great advice and so much great information, and it appears at some points as though people hear the words that are coming out of our mouths, but they don't maybe actually process the words that we're saying because they keep trying to make points that we make mm-hmm. as though we've missed the point. Okay. And we have repeatedly, on an almost daily basis, spelled out what causes inflation in this country. Mm-hmm. We've talked about, right, am I, Kevin, you're also a, a neutral voice in this. Do we, on a daily basis, not do we not spell out that there are three uh, the three-legged stool that causes inflation, right? I think we use that term quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say so. Okay, so you've got the government spending. You've got uh, the Federal Reserve and interest rates. And then energy costs. And energy costs. And I think we're pretty clear every time we talk about that, mm-hmm. about energy cost and the rising price of energy mm-hmm. being a key part of inflation. And and we have said since May, yeah, even uh-huh. how we think it's going to be a pretty rough winter yeah. as people are spending okay. more to heat their homes. Those energy costs are going up. Yeah. Okay. Very good. I just want to make sure that mm-hmm. I wasn't imagining that. Um, my brain is not as sharp as it was as a younger man, so maybe I was hallucinating that I said that every single day. 
this person apparently has not gotten that memo, despite the fact that we say it every single day. As a fellow libertarian, I agree with most of the stuff you say, Rob. However, inflation isn't as simple as just the dilution of money by printing it. Another factor which needs to be considered is energy and the cost of energy. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, if we just turn the tap back on, get energy back down mm-hmm. to $2 a gallon, then that is make us going to make a significant difference on all the transportation heating processing mm-hmm. everything to do with making that product and getting it there mm-hmm. and unfortunately the only people that are going to do that mm-hmm. are republicans oh. this from a diehard libertarian mm-hmm. oh i'm pretty sure that he's right <laughs> every day we say yeah that exact same thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so i don't why, why do we even do this i mean i know we do it for the fabulous ratings and they're just incredible i know that's you know why we do it but it's just like what what sir if that was you you call back and you let us know what program you were listening to that that was not made abundantly clear to you on a daily basis yeah so the 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 three three legs government spending interest rates cost of energy We'll, we'll have a, Check that box. We'll have more uh, phone calls coming up next time. All right, good. It's 1044. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So a new poll came out on Friday, and it showed that Democrats were losing support among Hispanic voters compared to the 2018 midterm races. So back in 2018, they had between 70 and 80 percent support from Hispanic voters, and that is now dropping to 63 percent. So still getting support. It's just dwindling a lot. And it appears that the roots of this are from not only the economy, but also Biden's poor job performance over the past two years. Yeah, and you think about in a state like Nevada, where Hispanic voters are such a key constituency, where there is a very tight U.S. Senate race, Laxalt, the former attorney general, is the Republican. You know, it's a 9% swing, basically, against Democrats and for Republicans with Hispanic voters. That is more than enough to make up in a 2% race in a state like Nevada. Mm-hmm. And one of the big reasons Hispanics are starting to leave the Democrat Party is they are, I think, I think they're starting to catch on that they were, for a long period of time, the cause du jour of the Democrat Party. And everything was focused on them, and all the identity politics were focused on them. And now, since 2020, it has become the BLM movement has became the cause du jour, and the Hispanic voters are looking around going, I guess that was all just lip service because they threw us out like yesterday's garbage. And that's what the Democrats live and feed off of is identity politics and separating and grouping people. And we mentioned this because Obama Mm -hmm. was on, uh, I think Pod Save America is the name of the the podcast. And I think that's done by a group of people who used to work for him. And he said that, that a lot of people, and rightfully so, do not like identity politics, and it's actually hurting the Democrats. Yeah, he called the Democrats buzzkills and says that their rhetoric forces people to walk on eggshells. Yeah, take a listen. What works for, I think, everybody is the idea of a basic equal treatment and fairness. 
that's an argument that's compatible with uh, progress on social issues and is compatible with economic issues. I think where we get into trouble sometimes is when we try to suggest that uh, some groups are more, um, because they historically have been victimized more, um, that somehow they have a status that's different than other people and that we're going around scolding folks if they don't use exactly the right phrase or you know that, that, that identity politics becomes the principal uh, uh, lens through which we view you know uh, our, our various uh, political uh, challenges and to me uh, I think that that for a lot of average folks ends up feeling as if you're not speaking to me and my concerns or for that matter my kids concerns and their future uh, it feels as if i'm being excluded from that conversation rather than brought into the conversation he was walking a real tightrope there because mm -hmm. he knows the core of the Democrat Party is separating people, is dividing people. But he also knows, as the guy who's won two elect national elections, that this does wear people out. And especially when the Democrats are in, in power because people see it on full display, it's not just some abstract idea of how exhausting it is for the country. He now then went on, we'll play this clip here for you, to say the Democrats really do need to give it a rest on this woke obsession. A buzzkill, right? Uh, <laughs> that's you know, a, that's so, a lesson for the Democratic yeah, yeah, uh, You know, not, not being a buzzkill, right? Uh, <laughs> that's you know, a, that's so, a lesson for the Democratic yeah, yeah, and, and sometimes Democrats are, right? Uh, it's, it's like, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, people just want to not feel as if uh, they are walking on eggshells, uh, and 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 they want some acknowledgement that life is messy, and that all of us, at any given moment, uh, can you know uh, say things the wrong way, you know, make mistakes. Uh, Michelle talks uh, about her mother-in-law, or her mother, my mother-in-law, who is a, a extraordinary woman, but as Michelle points out she's 86 you know and sometimes you know trying to get the right phraseology when we're talking about issues Michelle's like that's like her trying to learn Spanish it doesn't mean she shouldn't try to learn Spanish but it means that sometimes she's not going to get the words right uh, and that's okay right and 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 that attitude I think uh, of just being a little more real and a little more grounded is is Hmm. He's right. People get exhausted mm -hmm. with always worrying about noting and being perfect on other people's differences. Again, we talked about it the other day. You know, mm -hmm. we had to go to that diversity training. Mm -hmm. I work with a woman. My best friend is black and my wife is Hispanic. Right. I think I've got it covered in terms of accepting people's differences and embracing them. The only time I think about them is when they get thrown in my face and what's the left it, keeps throwing it in my face. And wasn't it interesting that we left that meeting and I was like, I'm afraid to talk to people now because I'm afraid I'm going to offend somebody. And that is the walking on eggshells that Obama was just talking about. And interesting that he's making the rounds. He's now stumping for people. Isn't that what the president should be doing, not the former president?
It is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Good morning.